right, all right. You guys can be seated. Thank you so much, our worship team. Thank you for uh, getting with us together today to celebrate 11 years as a church family. Isn't that amazing? It's a, it's a different time to celebrate. It's a, it's a weird time to celebrate, but you still got to celebrate, right? My name is Michael, one of the pastors here at North Village Church. Excited to be with you today. Excited to be with you online. Excited to celebrate really the Lord's faithfulness in our, in our church family. And, and typically what we would do is we would just jump into God's Word. We would study God's Word. But today we are going to try to capture just how faithful the Lord has been to our church family and then maybe a little bit about where we see the Lord leading our church family in the, in the coming days. And, and uh, man, we, we started in, in uh, 2009 with 17 adults in our living room, and these men and women all got together and rallied around our, our vision, and, and, our, and our vision is that we, we're a family. North Village Church is a family. Like We just finished our series on our DNA, that we're not just a scattered uh, group of people uh, that happen to come together for a worship service, but that we are men, women, and children uh, really getting involved in each other's lives, and ultimately coming under the lordship of Jesus. That's what we mean to place Jesus at the center of our lives, is to come under his reign and his rule, to live under his word. And what we believe is that when we are a people that are deeply committed to one another and, and deeply committed to Jesus, that it will stir up in us a compassion for others, right? That we would experience such such joy in Jesus and in our relationships with one another that we would look around and we would want others to have that joy also so that it moves us to chase after every man, woman, and child. That's, that's our vision as a, as a church family. And then we, we focus every three years around these three areas. And the last 12 months, we've been pressing into this idea of initiate, that we would have healthy relationships with one another, and that we wanted to spend 12 months growing in our initiative. And typically what we would do at our anniversaries is we would talk about our goals. We would talk about our objectives. We would talk about where uh, we fell short and where we succeeded. But then March 2020 happened. <laughs> And everything changed, and so really, these last six months have been a whirlwind. Uh, so instead of spending this time walking through our goals and objectives, we really uh, wanted just to recount the Lord's faithfulness, especially in such a hectic and challenging uh, season. So I've invited our elder team to be a part of this process. So if you're here with us in the audience, could you come forward if you're in this picture here? Y'all give a round of applause for our elder team. If you're looking at that picture from left to right, we have Keith Tooley, and we have myself. We have uh, Jerry Scheider and Risa Browning and Dustin Rogers, and then right there on the right is John Anderson. And, and Keith Tooley is one of our pastors. He's on staff with us. And Dustin Rogers is actually going through our elder in training. And so they're not technically kind of elders, but they're on the team, and they're in this with us. And so we're incredibly thankful for them. And, and I wanted you to hear from them as, as well, because these men and their families are carrying the spiritual weight of North Village Church. 
Like you see me uh, on, on, the, on the screen <laughs> or on the stage, and you might think this kind of all revolves around me, but there's no way uh, we would get past a day if it was up to me. And, and so the Lord in his grace has rallied these men and their families to carry the weight and responsibility of, of our church family. So every Tuesday, even during COVID, on Zoom, meeting in a park right now, you know, socially distanced, like we get together and, and we just kick off praying. We pray uh, for the men, women, and children of our, of our church family. And I, mean, I can tell you without a doubt that these men love Jesus. Uh, they, they absolutely are infatuated with Jesus. They love his word. They love wrestling with his word. They love you. They love praying for you. They ask uh, about you. They, they send out texts. And, of course, they lead in different areas of our church family. But, like, when they're in traffic, like, you know, when they're, like, on a walk, the Lord has, a, has infused in their heart a love uh, for this church family. And so I'm just deeply thankful for them, especially during COVID-19. COVID-19, we've had some heated conversations uh, during COVID-19. It's all because we want to do the best for our, our church family, but I can tell you that even as those conversations were heated, that there's unity. There's unity uh, with these men. There's a love uh, for uh, each other, and uh, it's just a testimony of God's grace uh, in our church family, and so that's why I mean, we wanted to all kind of share a little bit about what the Lord is doing in North Village Church, so Risa Browning, you're up first. As soon as that goes green, you should, you should be good to go, and I think we have a little there, a little there, and I'll step off to the side. All right. It's good to see everybody here. Well, I just want to take some time to recognize all the work that's gone into just putting together the Sunday programming and worship services throughout the year. I wanted to start with a verse. One of my favorite verses is Colossians 3.16. It says, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And I, I like that verse for many different reasons. It has a broader application than what I'm talking about here today. But just think about those words, letting the word of Christ richly dwell within you, singing with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, being thankful. That's, that's a picture of a worship service, right? That's a Sunday morning or afternoon worship service. And so I just wanted to recognize all the work and, and perseverance that's gone into that over this year. Maybe just kind of think through what this has meant, you know, what level of effort and flexibility and, and growth uh, that's, that's required from many different people in this church this year. So, again, going back to March 2020, we're in Pillow Elementary, and then all of a sudden, Pillow Elementary tells us, right, that, you know, we can't meet there anymore. So what do we do? And that could have been it, right? That could have been, you know, that could have been the end of, of Sunday programming. We could have done other things. Um, with community groups, but that, that was a, a serious issue that just kind of was dropped in our laps. And if it wasn't for the, the dedication, commitment of, of men and women in this church, that, that could have been a, a much different picture here today. So just think about the things that, that are going on to make this happen. 
I mean, we have setup. We have people physically setting up things. Now, a lot of this is already here from, from the other church, but there's still other things that we have to set up. Um, think about before we even got to Wells Branch Community Church, uh, there was a setup at the church office, right? So we have, it's not just physical setup, it's the audio-visual, right? We went from recording uh, the, the audio of the sermons to, to recording the audio and the visual. Audio, yeah, I got both of those. <laughs> In the sermons, both of them, right? So we had to set up the church office, have that all lighted properly. That took a lot of effort. And then as that... Well, that was for the sermons, right? But then if you think about we had to have a place with more space to do the worship because if we wanted Sunday worship. So you remember there was set up both physical and audio and visual at Millwood Baptist Church. Um, so thankful for Mill Millwood Baptist Church, but also all the people in the worship uh, team um, and the audio visual team and so forth that, that went there. Um, week by week and, and, and recorded those, those videos so that we could watch them on a Sunday. And then just as the team continued to think about what could be next, it was what if we do it live? So we went from a recording of a, a sermon audio to a live feed on YouTube and Facebook. And I don't remember exactly when that started. I think some of that started while we were still doing the the Millwood Baptist and, and uh, church office, maybe not. Oh, no, we, we, we did the, the, the live. It wasn't live, but we did the, the watch party, right? And then that, that transitioned into live. Once we got this space, we thought, well, maybe we can just show that live. Then, okay, so some people can come in and worship with us in person, and others who can't can, can watch it with us, and we can still be together in this way um, through live. But you know how much new technology and understanding and work and debugging that went into that. It was a, it was a huge amount of work uh, to make, to, to put all that together so that we could all enjoy a, a Sunday afternoon uh, worship service. So I just, let's just take a, 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 some time to just think about all the different venues we've been in this year, the, the progression of, of technological advancement that I think is pretty amazing and just what that's meant for our church as a whole, um, but also just thinking about how that is such a tangible represent, representation of people in our church putting Jesus at the center of their life, right? You don't do that for what you're going to get back, right? You do that because worshiping God is important to you, the church is important to you, and the words of Jesus are important to you. So I'll just end with with the words of Jesus and an encouragement um, to everybody who's been involved in setting up uh, in the audiovisual and also in the worship. Uh, in Matthew 6, 20 and 21, uh, Jesus said, um, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Speaks to investment, right? We're investing in something that will produce a treasure in heaven, not, not necessarily on the earth. And that's one tangible way of doing that is, is is participating in, in Sunday programming and, and this worship service. And, the, and here's the reasons. Because there neither moth nor rust destroys, and thieves do not break in or steal. And then this is really the encouragement. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we see that people's hearts are with Jesus 
by their activity putting together a Sunday afternoon worship service. So I just want to thank everybody who's watched and listened. I want to thank everybody who's put this together and just encourage you to keep on going. You're, you're storing up treasures for yourself in heaven. Good morning, good afternoon. I did it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, welcome. Uh, just wanted to to catch you guys up on on uh, some things that we've been doing or seeing in North Village Church. Uh, just specifically about uh, Kids Village and and the ministry with the uh, with children over the last uh, six months. Um, I just know I I can speak as a as a dad and as a parent uh, what it means to have other people invest in the in the lives and the the spiritual growth of of my children um, so just as as a dad i know what that's like and i know how we've experienced that as a family just with with teachers pouring into into our daughters the the word um, teaching them and teaching the bible stories and and shepherding them through through kids village um, and so that that just as a dad that's great, greatly appreciated um, just over the last uh, last year, just sort of speaking, as as Risa did, and what we've seen happen in North Village Church, uh, and specifically in the in the uh, Kids Village ministry, um, it is our our largest ministry as a church. Uh, I think uh, from what what I remember seeing, there's there's 30 plus children that that normally attend Kids Village. Uh, there's 20 adults, which means there's 20 volunteers. To, to coordinate showing up on on certain Sundays to, to teach children to invest in them uh, there's there's preparation that goes in for uh, those teachers just taking time to to learn the lesson uh, to understand uh, what they're what they're teaching to to children and so there's a there's a lot of preparation and organization that goes into that um, we've been blessed to be able to have uh, Kimberly Montezuma do that for the last year and a half, two years. And um, she has stepped out of that role, but her husband Roberto just saw how much fun that was and decided he was going to take over that role. And so you've probably, if you have children or if you have kids in, in uh, Kids Village, you've probably seen some, some emails from him come across uh, just in planning and and organizing lessons for for our children to do just even at this time of covid when there's when there's very few children that are here at wells branch that doesn't mean that the spiritual growth of our children has stopped uh, parents are, are are investing even more time with with their children at the moment uh, part of what we're doing with kids village is is getting lessons to those parents to be able to to teach their kids uh, biblical truth on a weekly basis throughout this time so that that spiritual formation doesn't stop. Uh, we've put out several videos from, from different teachers in Kids Village to, uh, to families so that children or kids can see their, their teacher, their Sunday school teacher on a video and still be able to, to have that, that connection and interaction with with. Uh, with teachers from North Village Church, from, from what you guys are doing and how you're investing in, in the church. Um, 
And so that's just sort of what we've been, been looking at and what we're doing over the last uh, six months or so. And keep posted as there are more things to come. There are more videos going out. There are more lessons that are, that are coming. They're around the corner. And, and we're planning on eventually being able to meet together again. And so those, those steps and that groundwork is being laid now on how to do that, uh, how to do that safely, and how to do that um, with, your, with your kids in mind. And so we're, we're really grateful for what we're seeing in, in Kids Village over the last several, several months. Thanks, John. The Kids, kids Village has been fun. Y'all remember when we were shelter in place with, uh, <laughs> with our, our church? And so uh, Keith asked Kimberly, like, hey, let's get our teachers to record some lessons uh, for our children. And uh, Kimberly's like, nobody, nobody wants to video. Remember, when nobody wanted to be on video. Nobody wanted to, you know, do black screen, like not see anything. And then now we love it. Now we just can't get enough. We're all over Zoom. And my, one of my favorite uh, children's videos was the Sneeds, uh, Katie and Sam, Ruby and Levi. They're just cracking themselves up while mom and dad are trying to walk through the importance of God's word. And, uh, man, what a sweet, sweet season. We're actually going to talk about our community groups now. And, and Jerry Scheider is going to speak uh, through satellite, I think we have him, we're trying to pipe him in right now, but we wanted to include Jerry, even though he's not able to come to the worship service, he still uh, wanted to speak to our church family. So let's go ahead and uh, see, if, see if we're connected. Hey everybody, I'm Jerry. I really wish I could be there today in person and celebrate this anniversary time, but um, instead I'm in my front yard. Adriana and I have uh, four adult kids and four little grandkids, and we've been going to North Village for almost the whole time, uh, 10 years of the 11 years. And what I'd like to do uh, now is just talk a little bit about the, the groups that we have, the small groups. And, you know, corporate worship is really important, obviously. That's when we get together on Sunday and the whole church is there. But these, little, these small groups are really important as well. So Jan and I, we both became Christians when we were 19, and we got involved in small groups from the get-go. And we didn't even know what they were in the beginning, but they were just essential. So the first one I wanna talk about are the community groups. And this is just a, a really good way to go deeper with a group of people. Uh, last week, Michael was talking about First uh, Peter 1, about uh, really loving our brothers and sisters. Well, this is an excellent way to do it because you, you're, you're, you're kind of living life together. You're, you could uh, lift someone up. You could pray. Um, so we've seen so much fruit from that. During the time that we've been going to North Village, we've been involved with five different groups. So we've seen so many cases where uh, people rally around someone going through a hard time or rejoicing with them. And so it, it's been a, a really, really fruitful time. And we've, we've seen so many things happen, such as, oh, people who have never led a group of any type, after a while they could lead a group or they're co-leading a group. But that's, that's, that's important, that's good to see, but 
even better than that is I would say that every single person who is involved in a, in a community group, they're just going to connect better and they're going to grow together as, as we learn from each other. And uh, right now, this year, we've had more community groups than ever before. So we went from four to seven. I started a new one, uh, James Gordon did, and um, Mike Bird did. So we, now we have seven, and um, get this, I think we'd like to see more. We'd like to see um, even 20 in three years. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big prayer, but um, might as well aim high. And, and also one thing I've seen with North Village is we have a really high percentage of, of people who go or attend a group, higher than anything, any church I think I've ever seen. Uh, also, I want to talk about the initiate groups. You've heard about those, and we those are groups of typically three people, and there's a, a leader and a, a couple of other folks, and it's going over some biblical principles. And uh, they might have a meal together, they might do a community service together, and um, 13 of these groups started this January. But because of COVID, uh, some of them kind of stalled out. Or they weren't able to be completed. But we saw, even with this, we saw a lot of fruit. This is just a really great way of, of mentoring other people and discipling other people. And what it is, is it's like learning um, by, by seeing someone else do it. So the, the leader would just show how it's done. And then ideally, the trainees or the other people involved that they would go out and and then one day soon after that they would have their own group and disciple others and we just see this as even more important than ever because when we go into that new building I think we're gonna have more visitors than we've ever had and we want to um, disconnect those people also there's probably undoubtedly going to be a need to disciple others. So these these initiate groups are fantastic for that. And we would just like to see this become part of the DNA of North Village, that this would ha even happen organically without a program. People would just do it. And um, I think it will just be vital as we grow. And there's two other groups I wanted to talk about. It's the men's ministry women's ministry and during the time that Jan and I have been involved we've also seen these just really develop um, Hector leads the men's ministry with a team of some other guys and he has really put some meat on it so typically we would do every fall we'd have a retreat but uh, Hector is just taking this to, to higher levels with just more discussion groups just um, some more teaching segments to it, been really good. And then the, the woman's ministry is led by Rachel Munger. And they would have had, uh, in the spring, have a woman's retreat, but because of COVID that couldn't happen either. But even so, you know, the, the woman's ministry has really spawned a lot of other things, a lot of um, meetings with, with women in the church, a lot of discussion groups, and, and a lot of the initiate groups too came out of that. So 
All right, uh, this happy anniversary, North Village Church. Happy 11th. <laughs> yeah. Dustin? Hello, my name is Dustin Rogers. Uh, my wife is Rebecca Rogers. Sam and Sophia are my kiddos. They've got a middle schooler and a high schooler. So I'm here to talk about Youth Village. Uh, I have two kids in Youth Village myself. Um, and before I get to that, I would say when I came to North Village 10 years ago, um, one thing that I was really impressed with was the amount of children uh, that were here. All, I don't know if we had any teenagers at that time, maybe some preteens. But uh, I love that, you know, my kids can grow and uh, grow in Christ with all those kids. So that was an immediate uh, plus for me. And we've seen those kids now 10, 11 years later become teenagers, right, and high schoolers. And uh, I got one high schooler. I still, I'm still, still can't believe that. But um, for me, uh, it all started, I guess, in maybe three or four years ago with uh, the Shiders. Uh, Michael and Leslie Shider kind of recruited us to go on a mission trip, a uh, local mission trip to Cedar Park. So we went, and uh, I think they had the older kids, and we took the younger kids. And uh, my son was involved in the younger kids at that time. And uh, man, me and my wife uh, loved the time with the kids, growing in Jesus and serving. And uh, it just reminded me when I was uh, in a youth group how important it was to me to have those kind of mentors. And I look back now and see as an adult um, to have those kind of Christian leaders in your kids' lives like, like Michael and Leslie Scheider and Max and Shannon Gove, that my kids can reach out to them and ask them questions uh, maybe questions they wouldn't ask me about, but I know uh, the hearts of the Shiders and the Goes and them chasing after Jesus, so I'm just so thankful to have them uh, as mentors in my kids' lives. So, so important to have strong youth leaders in your church. And uh, we started with uh, mainly the Manchakas, and I believe uh, Greens had an older son. Uh, we've grown from three or four Teenagers to now 10, 15 on a, on a good day, on a good uh, Sunday youth, youth group. So it's been incredible to see. And um, as John said, if we have that many kids in Kids Village, I guess they're just going to keep coming. So that's awesome. Um, but the things, real quickly, that the, that the kids have done, uh, we, like I said, we started with that Cedar Park mission trip. Uh, I was involved in that with my wife. And uh, we went on to go to Dallas to serve uh, the homeless and the needy in the Dallas area. Uh, then we went to Houston. Uh, I know Michael Dennis went there to uh, help rebuild houses after Hurricane Harvey. And our biggest mission trip uh, to date was just last year. Uh, I was involved in that one here in Austin. Uh, my wife, Rebecca, put the whole thing together. We served uh, the youth in our, uh, our kids' village in our neighborhood or excuse me, in our church, as well as uh, kids in the neighborhood. We did a backyard Bible club, I believe, at uh, Brentwood um, Park. I believe that's where it was at, you know, in the area over by, the, by our church. And uh, in the evenings, we had three or four different um, service projects that we went to, uh, our food pantry, uh, bags of grace, um, just all different kinds of things throughout the community. The biggest one that I remember is uh, Bags of Grace. We put the bags together uh, for the homeless, you know, some toiletries and things in a plastic bag, and then we went to hand them out. 
across the, uh, across the greater Austin area, and we would pray with those people. Um, so we were driving around in two different vans, uh, looking for homeless people, people that we thought uh, could use some of those supplies. We'd pull over and go over and uh, hand them to them and pray with them. So if I remember correctly, it was me and, uh, and maybe one of the Greens, and um, I don't know if it was my daughter or somebody else. I was in a group of about three or four kids and adults, and uh, just to go out into the area and be able to, to serve and give those things to people and to pray with them and know that uh, God loves you, God's here for you. Uh, we're here as a followers of Christ. We're here to help in any way we can. So, so we got lots of service projects. Uh, this summer, we had our first intern, uh, Kaylee Bean. She has gone back to the University of Arkansas. Go Hogs. But uh, I hope we'll have another one. Uh, I think this coming summer, Keith is going to keep that going. So that's awesome to have a, uh, another person in the youth group and, uh, you know, just uh, pastoring them and kind of pushing into them. Uh, during these times of COVID, we still had uh, groups every Sunday or Saturday at 10 a.m. They would have Zoom meetings. Uh, they did have a few community service projects also this summer. So they've been keeping it going strong. And uh, I think Michael and Wesley are now. Uh, kind of solo in it and doing every other uh, Sunday or Saturday with the kids. So I guess a shameless plug there. If you want to be involved in the youth group, they could probably use some help. So, uh, but uh, that's all I have to say. So thank you very much. Yeah. You'll probably want to see me talk with this mask on, don't you? Like everyone else. The new norm here. Well, I want to highlight some ministries as well. My name is Keith Tooley. Uh, my wife is Kay. I'm a right-hand arm. And uh, we have two grown daughters that are married. <clears throat> it's an honor and privilege to talk about these ministries. They're not on the screen, but I'll, I'll share with, uh, the, with each one as we go through this. First one is the uh, marketing team. And... Uh, when I think about the marketing team, I picked this verse for that team, uh, Colossians 3:17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And we'll, everything that these guys have done on the marketing team is for the Lord. I will tell you that. That's their heart. And uh, they worked really hard on building and designing and launching a new website, which, thank God, was coming to an end, or we were ready to launch about the time COVID hit. And, uh, but uh, these guys, uh, James Gordon, uh, Miren Porsmali, and uh, Nathan Holman, uh, Michael's on the team, I'm on the team, but these three guys uh, are, the, are the real meat of the team, and they actually get things done, and they know what they're doing. Uh, they, they know things like search engine optimization and how to improve that. So we depend on them heavily. And uh, so we're so thankful for our marketing team and everything they've done for our church. And they haven't missed a beat. The team continues to uh, think of ways that we can pr project the name of Jesus Christ to, to North Central Austin. That's what they've been about. And uh, James Gordon has just done an awesome job leading this team for the past year and a half, two years, and uh, he's having a baby, and I guess that's a good enough reason to kind of step down a bit, but Maron, Maron Porsmali is stepping up, 
and uh, I know that he brings a lot of great gifts to this role, so we're excited about that as well. So uh, another team I want to highlight is the prayer team, and this is headed up by Holly Dennis, and uh, Holly, your verse is Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I picked that because I feel like if I went to Holly for advice, you'd say, hey, Keith, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. But our church is really blessed uh, to have a prayer team, and it's very motivated and uh, is looking at every way they can to help our church become more a church of prayer. And some of the uh, awesome things that uh, happened through our prayer ministry is our church prayed for 88 days Starting mid, well, when it was announced we had a pandemic, we started praying mid-March for 88 days straight. You know, you'd think we'd take off on Saturday and Sunday. No. This team was praying. Different people were coming on uh, each day. And, um, you know, I feel like there was probably, that was probably the strong, one of the strongest things that we could do as a church is lift up our leaders, pray for each other, pray for our country during that time, and uh, that was just awesome. Another thing that Holly, uh, she's behind the scenes on so many things, but y'all probably noticed we do prayer and praise services now, and that's all we do. Michael doesn't teach. We, we just pray and, and praise God, and, uh, and Holly has helped uh, coordinate these services and interject some exciting things. Her and Jeffrey as well, and, um, and so we're just so thankful for our prayer ministry and what it means to our church. And um, for those who, who are dedicated to that ministry. The last uh, two I want to talk about are our finance team and our counting team. Here's the verse I have for them. 1 Thessalonians 4, 6 through 7. It's talking about money, uh, this whole area of Thessalonians. And it says, and that in this matter, money matters, no one should wrong, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister the Lord will punish all those who commit such sins as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. So I love what our finance team does in overseeing the funds of this church. They make sure that we're spending money in a prudent manner and in a just manner. Because we don't want any brother or sister in Christ to be wronged. And I really appreciate uh, Richard Goldsmith, uh, who heads up that team, and Amanda Green and Renee Parra, because they instill that level of integrity that we all went, want in the church with our finances. So I uh, thank you so much for, I thank God so much for, for this team and what they do for our church behind the scenes. Um, and then also our counting team, um, this is a team that, Again, you probably never know about, but there's about seven or eight people that serve on this team. And, you know, we're functioning normally as a church. Like, you know, people are coming in, they're giving. There's quite a bit of work to be done there, making sure that all these funds are accounted for. And uh, they're all written down and then deposited and accredited to their proper accounts. And uh, that's a lot of work. So Richard Goldsmith headed that up. And then uh, uh, earlier this year, uh, Jennifer Brockwell took that over. And, um, and, and just really appreciate her and Hikyong um, making sure that the, the funds uh, are put in the bank. 
and uh, so we just really appreciate uh, them as well. Um, so just want you to know about these four teams of people and all the things that they're doing behind the scenes, and, and I will tell you that every one of them is extremely important, and you know what? It makes a big difference what each person does, so we're just thankful to God for each and every one of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Keith. Y'all give a round of applause. Yeah, God has been so good to our, our church family, and, and, and especially, uh, you know, just even our involvement in, in the community. Uh, you know, that's one of our values, and so we, we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, Megan Parra, just before COVID, you know, rallying our church family to get involved in Pillow Elementary, wanting to put our our hands and 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 dollars and hearts into the into the community. So so thankful for uh, Megan Parra, and and even now we're looking and uh, praying for opportunities to still get engaged in the community a, around us. And and Michelle Shirley, she's she's an admin, and is and and we only have her committing ten hours to our church family, but it, this administrative role is so helpful because every, uh, every, every minute that your pastors aren't uh, spending time on admin is, is a good bang for your buck because it, we're going to do it in a more unorganized way and it's going to take us longer and Michelle is just cranking out efficiency uh, left and right. And, and, and really what I've seen over uh, really these six months of COVID is the Lord stirring up in Michelle a love for our church family. And so she's shooting emails to me and Keith of just like, hey, we get a, how can we stay connected as a, as a church family in COVID-19? And I'm like, oh, we can't, you know, it's impossible. Like, give it up. And, and she's like, no, we can't. And so she she prayed about it and she launched this this idea of a picnic. I mean, so it's so beautiful. These last two months, we've just been meeting as a church family at 10 a.m., I don't know, 30, 40 adults coming together, and, and that's been such a blessing uh, for our church family. And when I talk with other pastors, they talk about the biggest challenge of staying connected, and the Lord is moving through Michelle to help us stay connected, and so we're thankful for Michelle, and, and we know that's taking place throughout our whole church family in big and small ways, that, 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 that there's things happening in, in our church family that we don't even know about. Uh, and it's because this church family isn't about one person or, or a group of people. It's, it's, it's about Jesus. And so the Lord is stirring up in us a, a deep love for his church. And, and we see the outpouring of that. And so we're just incredibly uh, thankful. As we go into this next year, when we think about, you know, where do we need to be challenged? Where do we need to kind of press on our church family? What we really landed on is just kind of initiate round two. If you look at our, our devotional, hopefully you've already gotten one of these, uh, but it's, it's round two because it's what we were focused on last year, and we just didn't feel comfortable adding another challenge beyond COVID-19. And, and, and now more than ever, we need to be initiating healthy, rooted, growing relationships with one another, Right? We, now more than ever, as we live as a scattered people, we need to become robust in our initiative skills. So yes, formally, through you know, Sunday worship, community groups, initiate groups, that's, that takes initiative. But we, we still want to keep fanning that flame of informal initiative, if you will, of just where you're just, we're just organically connecting with each other, get, getting each other's phone numbers, setting up a coffee, a social distance walk, you know, finding people that we know really well and initiating connection, but also finding 
one another that we don't know as well. And, and really in this season, taking the initiative of like, I'm going to call that person, I'm going to email that person, we're still going to keep growing as a church family in this season. That's our, that's our focus uh, as a church family. Uh, all of this, this takes money. Uh, so if you, if you look at the slide, we're going to go into more detail in October uh, about where these dollars are going. But the two biggest things are obviously there's an increase with Rise Up and Reach and still wanting to move towards uh, this retail space. We, we have our papers submitted to the city. We're waiting patiently <laughs> for the city of Austin to respond, hopefully uh, soon. So you'll see an increase there. And then probably uh, just the biggest cut is on our inward ministry. That's the m- money we spend on each other, uh, amenities for our church family. And, and there's a cut there for two reasons. One is COVID-19 makes it hard to spend money there. All right? we, we can't spend a lot of money on food, child care, decorations, party. It's just harder to get together. So there's some cost savings there. Uh, but also, as we took the step of faith of Rise Up and Reach, we didn't want to take a hit on our outward ministry. We wanted to take that hit on the inward ministry. Like our church family is g- going to take that, that hit for us. And so that's, that's the direction we're going uh, in, our, in our finances. But, but overall, uh, we're super encouraged about what the Lord is doing in our, in our church family. So, I mean, the primary message we'd want to hear, want you to hear today is just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, for submitting your hearts, minds, and wills to the Lord in the life of this church family. Thank you for watching videos and Zooms and putting your face on a screen. Thank you for likes and shares and follows, as uncomfortable as that was uh, to engage. And thank you for giving uh, financially just the, the incredible story of Faithful giving in this season has been so beautiful. Thank you for navigating this season of parenthood and not giving up and keep showing up and and marriage and digging into maybe some deeper layers of your marriage that, that maybe haven't been touched on in a long time. Thank you for not giving into bitterness, not giving into division, not giving into gossip, not giving the enemy a foothold right, to splinter through our church family, but resisting that temptation and instead extending grace. There's so many stories we have of that, of, of extending forgiveness, of extending, like, I'm going to call that person. I'm going to find out what happened. I'm going I'm to seek reconciliation. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hebrews, Hebrews talks about, you know, following uh, your leaders in such a way uh, that, it's, that it's easy for them to lead, right? Because as, as elders, we're going to give an account. What a weighty position to be, uh, that, that we're going to give an account uh, before the Lord one day. And I will tell you sincerely and wholeheartedly, our account is that our, you're easy to lead. You're a joy to lead. And, and we're just deeply thankful, full of gratitude. And so if you're if you're watching online and you're checking out North Village Church, man, we would encourage you to take a step toward North Village Church. Like, re- resist the temptation to just stay online and, man, send an email. Get in, talk, uh, in touch with our group leaders. Explore what it is to, to be in a community group with us. Come and, come and participate in the Sunday worship at 4 p.m. Just take a step toward this church family. Our heart's desire is that we are growing closer to one another, 
growing closer to Jesus in, an, in such a way that it's stirring up in us a love for this city, a love for this community. And so thank you so much. Will you, will you bow your heads as we close in prayer? Well, Father in heaven, I thank you for today. We thank you for 11 years as a church family. We thank you for the men and women that have, that have committed time and energy to, to, to seeing North Village Church become a reality. There's no guarantee that North Village Church needs to exist right now. It's only by your grace. It's only by your power of uniting, calling, stirring up in the, the men, women, and children of this church family to be committed to the degree that we're committed. And so that, that just stirs up in us just a, a great sense of awe and reverence towards you, stirs up in us a, a, a delight for one another, a perseverance, a strength. And I pray that that would wash over us this next year. We have no idea what the days ahead will bring. Maybe 2021 is going to be even harder than 2020. But we know above and, and above all things that our, that our hope is in you, our trust is in you, and so we, we thank you. Help us to continue to keep our eyes locked on you, to keep our strength embedded in you. And we'll trust you to leave a larger and larger footprint of your glory in our hearts and all over this city. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.